Welcome to BPIE Podcasts, podcast number 64, Overcoming the Disadvantage of Language. Let's get started, shall we? Well, welcome back to the series of BPI podcasts. Been away for a while. I'm going to get back to being in the practice of being more regular with these podcasts. Today, I'm going to explain how I'm going to manage to do that. And I hope you'll find it interesting. I quite miss these podcasts, probably far more than you miss them. So I certainly have an incentive to do it. What am I going to talk about today? going to talk about overcoming the disadvantage of language. What I mean by that is when you work in an environment where the language used is not your own native tongue or when you work in an environment where you need to uh, advance certainly your career or be effective or you need to use another language. As I'm sure most of you know I live in Italy, so when I'm working, I'm having to use uh, Italian as my as my uh, main language. And so I have to overcome the disadvantage of that language because even though I've been here 10 years and I certainly managed to communicate what I what I want, I do lack certain vocabulary and I'm I'm not mother tongue. I'm not I wouldn't even say I was fluent. So it is similar to a lot of you who are having to do exactly the same thing in, in English. And that's why I'd like to talk about overcoming the disadvantage of language. And I think it's pretty important also because there's a tendency by some to believe that if your language skills are not sufficiently good, then that means you are not sufficiently effective or professional. Doesn't happen a lot does happen sometimes and we need to be ready for that. I certainly face it every now and again here in Italy with my Italian and therefore we have to offer something else over and above. When I say we, I mean the people who are operating in their non-native tongue have to op- offer something, something more, something else, which in a way compensates for that. So today I'm going to look at four particular points. First of all, how do these disadvantages display themselves? What are the benefits if you manage to overcome them? The system that I actually chose to help me with overcoming them. And also I'm going to add on to the end of this podcast the system that I use for calendar management which is linked in with the system that I chose to help me with overcoming the disadvantage of language. The system of calendar management could be a podcast on its own, but I'm going to add it to here because it seems quite appropriate. How do these disadvantages display themselves, the disadvantages of language? Well, my own experience, what happens is that using another language requires, by definition, more energy. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to get all new age man here and start talking about uh, one's aura uh, and, and, and energy field and all that sort of rubbish. Don't worry about that. But I am going to talk about 
literally the amount of energy you've got. Now, maybe it's because I'm getting old. I'm nearly 50. I'm actually 40. What am I, 48? 48, yes. And I'm starting to feel that age. But I find that when I'm working during the day and I'm having a full day and I'm being very, very active, I am, I am tired. I get tired. And I, I think that the use of language, not being my own mother tongue, having to use Italian, uses up far more energy than I used to in the past. Now, again, maybe I'm making a mistake that in that and, and that it's just a question of age. But I'm relatively fit, so I don't think it's, it's age necessarily. I think using another language requires more energy. It certainly requires a higher level of concentration. I mean, that's the whole premise that being professional English is based in that we try to teach and offer simplistic forms of the English language or English functions, but that demonstrate that you are very professional so that the level of concentration required upon the language input is reduced and therefore your energy can go towards being effective and professional. I mean, it's the whole basis of BPIE uh, that we, 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 do, we work on. And certainly using another language requires a high level of concentration. And even more so when you deal with people and of course, we all deal with people. It's, it's one thing which I love when I read people's curriculum vitae, you know, for interviews. They say, you know, um, interests working with people. Well, you know, unless you're going to be an explorer or in Antarctica, in any office environment, you're going to be working with other people. So it's not making you particularly different. But when you're dealing with other people and you're dealing with them in, in your non-mother tongue language, it's going to require high levels of concentration and we need to overcome that particular disadvantage and one of the ways we can do it in many 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 ways of course but i'm i'm going to talk about the way in which <clears throat> i try to achieve it and first of all what do most most people moan about complain about at work they complain about a lack of time you know, the famous time management where, you know, which is ridiculous because you can't manage time, you can only manage your priorities. They also talk about lack of communication. Well, if you put together a lack of time, a lack of communication with feeling more tired because you're using more energy in a second language, then the consequence of, of bringing those things together is you're, you're going to make, make some mistakes. And so, you need to find some sort of system to overcome that. Before we talk about the system which I've chosen, I want to talk about the benefits that you achieve if you overcome it, first of all. You know, the classic, before you talk about the product or service, talk about the benefits of it. The benefits of this wonderful old rum that I'm drinking here. Oh, fantastic, those benefits. Anyway, what are the benefits? The, the objective to what you're trying to do, or at least what I'm trying to do, is become even more effective. To demonstrate an, a, a level of effectiveness in my profession, which is extremely high. Trying in a way to compensate for my lack of linguistic skills. The way in which you become more effective 
which again is what we talk about in BPIE. But one of the ways in which you deal with the principal ways, of course, which Peter Drucker always talks about, is priority management. Because if you don't know where your time goes, you can't fit your work into the time you've you've got. The thing about priority management, however, <clears throat> is that no system that you can find can ever prioritise for you. You are the best to know what is your priority. Now, here I'm not just talking about work. I'm going to expand the, the conversation a little bit to include outside of work, you know, your family, your friends, your health, the whole idea of the, the life-work balance. Because... It's important to be effective in that, to achieve the goals that you want to achieve in your non-work life as much as you want to do in your work life. And the system that you choose to help you to manage what you're doing has to, has to, in my own personal opinion, has to help you both in your private and your professional spheres. Because if you find some system which helps you do that, and particularly a system which helps you capture all of the ideas which are coming into your head. Because I don't know about you, but during the day, I have lots of ideas which come into my, come into my brain to do this, to do that, to do that. This is a good idea. We should be doing that. I should reply to this email. I should call this person. We should do this design. It, go, it goes on and on and on. The system that I wanted to find for me was a system which would help me capture all those ideas and to log them somewhere, register them somewhere, so that the energy level in my brain of having to remember things so that I didn't forget them would not be needed. When I found this system which I'm, which I'm now using within the first two days of me actually using it, within the first two days of me actually using it, something quite dramatic happened. The, I got home from work. And remember, I leave work at five o'clock every day. I work from nine o'clock to five o'clock because I want to get home and spend time with my family. I got home. And instead of having still lots of ideas in my brain about what I needed to do tomorrow, what I needed to do during the week, what I hadn't achieved during the day, and so on and so forth, my mind was completely and utterly free of all of that. Because the system that which I'd found and which I was using had basically taken away the need for my brain to use up energy remind, reminding me or, 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 or continuing to, to have these ideas in my brain. And so I was able to dedicate myself far more to my family. And there was a quite a marked difference. Which led to reduced stress levels, re leads to reconnecting with your family, your friends, and of course yourself, and at the end of the day, to sleep better as well. So... One of the reasons that pushed me to, to, to start again doing these podcasts is because I think this is really important. 
so many people I talk to talk about the lack of time and that they're they're stressed and they're doing lots of things and and at the end of the day, you know, it's not true. It's about how you organise yourself. It's about what you want to do. And a few months ago, I was completely overwhelmed in in all of the things in which I'm trying to work on. I'm you know, running two companies. I have three children, young children, and a family, and a wife, which obviously requires the most attention. Plus, you know, things I want to do for myself, read, exercise, drink nice rum and whiskey. I was completely overloaded, and I, I've, you know, I, I was getting very, very tired. So, I needed to find something to change that, and I think I've changed it. The system that I choose, whatever system you choose to help you in freeing your brain, in making you more effective, okay, you've got to trust it. You've got to trust it implicitly. Because if you don't trust it, then you're always going to have that slight doubt in the back of your mind that you're going to forget something and something's going to fall through the cracks, as we say in English. And that's going to play on your mind, right? So you've got to really trust this, which is why, you know, when, you, when you're, you're, you're writing little notes to yourself about to-dos, you have pieces of paper everywhere. At the end of the day, you know that system's not going to work because you, you're always going to be fearful that a piece of paper, you've lost it, or you, you put a piece of paper in your pocket and... And then, uh, you know, you got your you got your trousers cleaned and it all was ruined. So you've got to find a system which you trust. The system also, the one which I found, starts from this particular natural formation of being effective. The first thing it looks at is the purpose. It really pushes you to think about what you are trying trying to achieve. Right? Um, what exactly is the purpose of, of, of what you're doing on this particular project, this particular activity, this particular time, moment in time? Because you, everything you do or not do, there has to be a purpose behind it. And the system that I found really makes you try to think about what that is exactly. Leading on to that, it also talks about the vision, which means that if you achieve that, what would it look like? So if my purpose was to was to become uh, a great painter, what would that look like? It would look like something that Michelangelo would have would have done. So you visualize exactly what that success means. Put it into putting it into work ideas um you know the the uh, the purpose of something would not be plan weekly meeting okay the vision to that would be uh having already the agenda fixed the email sent out to inviting people with all the additional PDFs and documents required for them to do the meeting preparation that we spoke about in previous podcasts. And 
for everyone to have arrived at that meeting five minutes before it starts to, on the day of the, of the meeting itself. That's the vision of what success would mean. And you visualize that. Then the system, what it does, it makes, it makes you, um, your brain begin to storm, brainstorm, all of the ideas that are necessary to get you from where you are now, which in the case of uh, planning a meeting, planning the weekly staff meeting, for instance, is that it's not planned, to a point in the future where it is planned. So you brainstorm all the things which can happen between now and then to get you to that particular point. Once you have all these ideas everywhere, you've got to put into some sort of structure. You've got to organize these ideas. You've got to throw out the ones which are not very helpful, keep the ones which are important, look at the ones which are big or small, and so on and so forth. And the very last thing you've got to do is you've got to think about the very next action which you've got to do to set you on the path of the regi of reaching the, the purpose of whatever you're thinking about. So it goes, what am I trying to achieve? What would that look like if I achieved it? What are all the things which I could do to achieve it? What are the things that I need to do to achieve it? And what is the actual order of those things to achieve it? It's very systematic. Okay. Now, how does that compare to the normal way in which most people work? The normal way in which most people work is they... You know, they, they, well, there's lots of two things they do. They start talking about loads of different ideas. The initial thing they think of is loads of ideas brainstorming to actually uh, solve a problem without thinking about what the purpose is, without thinking exactly what the vision of the resolution of that problem would actually look like. Or... They come into a room, the boss comes into a room and he, and he says, or she says, you know, let's get, this thing, let's get this thing sorted out. Everyone starts working on sorting out this issue. So you're starting at the very next action. Okay. And then you try to put these, the, what everyone's doing into order and, and, and uh, a Gantt chart of what you're going to do, then here's going to do, and then that person's going to do. And then suddenly you have spreadsheets sprouting out from everyone in the whole company and loads of ideas and you feel lost and overwhelmed by all these ideas and so you hire a consultant who comes in and if the consultant's any good he'll say well <clears throat> what are you actually trying to achieve here so normally people work in the reverse order for some reason what I'm talking about here is very, very similar to a system called getting things done. And I'm sure a lot of you in listening to what I've been talking about have been taking that on board. It's, written, it's been developed by a guy called David Allen. I'd recommend you to go onto YouTube to listen to what he's got to say. And the system, the actual mechanism I use to help me with this is a piece of software called OmniFocus, which I've spoken about a long time ago, because when this first came out years and years ago, I started using it. I used it for my contacts list. If you remember about um, the Staying in Touch podcast, which I've done, keeping in co regular contact every three or four months with people. 
is very important. I was using it just for that. But it was waste. It was really wasted on that. It was only recently that I found out that this OmniFocus can be used for very different things. And the reason I looked at it again was because I was looking for some software to help me with project management. I was looking at GAN charts and and um, and, 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 and all these other different methods you can use to, to project management. But at the end of the day, project management is just a list of bloody tasks, right? You've got to do this, 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 then this. He's got to do this. Then you do that, and you get to the project. That's all a project is, is a list of tasks. And that brought me on to looking at this software OmniFocus again. And by the way, disclaimer here, I'm not getting paid for talking about OmniFocus. And this software, which you can get on um, the App Store, it's mainly for, for Mac. I don't think they do it for PC, but it's certainly available for Mac. Uses the getting, thing, getting things done philosophy of David Allen, and it really works. I promise you, from the moment I used this system, my mind at the end of the day was completely free. I felt far more relaxed. It's very, very helpful. There's some great other functions as well on it. For instance, you can, you know, you can set it up so that if you find that you have uh, 15 minutes free during the day, you can hit a button. It can give you a list of all the available tasks that you've got to do, which last less than 15 minutes. So you can quickly bash out one or two in that. And I'm finding, I'm, I'm finding in the last in the last week that I've been using this correctly even though I've had the software for, I think, about, I think about four or five years, actually, is that, maybe even more, is that um, I'm, I'm, I'm achieving a lot more. I'm completing a hell of a lot more tasks than I was used to before. Here we go on to the system of calendar management, which I wanted to add on to that, because what I've been talking about here is really extreme and very um, specialized pro priority management which is leading to be more effective in getting more things done and getting the things done which are important to get done both in your private and your uh, professional life the calendar management is a very crucial part of that and f for the working period What I've done with, um, or what I do with my calendar, and, and, and I certainly have started to instigate it recently as well, is that I found often that I was fixing and having a lot of meetings that around about 10 o'clock in the morning or 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And if you included lunch in the middle of the day, it would mean that my, my morning block of time would be completely ruined because I would have one or two meetings then I'd have lunch and then I would have a meeting in the afternoon and that would be it so I would never find sufficient amount of time to actually you know get my teeth into something which I need to do and get it done and meetings as I've mentioned before in a previous podcast are a real pain because they're end of the day, a meeting is a waste of time. You're not actually getting anything done during a meeting. They're important, and if they're run effectively, they're okay. If you manage them yourself, um, then, you know, they're, they're fine. 
you can put into effect a lot of the tools that we've spoken about in these podcasts for BPI tools meetings and become far more effective. But I tell you what, if you don't have authority over them, <clears throat> meetings can be terrible. There are time waste when you're in them and they take away your opportunity to get things done. People who have so many meetings in a day are very, very ineffective. They can't help it. Even if they're superhuman, <coughs> excuse me, even if they're superhuman, if they're locked in all these bloody meetings, you're not getting your work done. You're not getting things done. You're not getting any closer to whatever your goals or objectives are. I bloody hate meetings. So what I do, because there's no point in me having this wonderful new system, a wonderful system which I'm now using, and, and, and great software, which I finally worked out how to use, which helps me get things done if I don't actually have any of the top blocks of time available to me to get the bloody things done. By the way, bloody is, well, that's probably for another podcast. Anyway, my solution has been to limit meetings to only between the hours of 12 and two o'clock. Yes, I know that's lunchtime. But hey, for many, 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 many years, I used to have lunch at my desk and I can have it again. I have it again now if I need to. I limit my meetings between 12 and two o'clock. And that, I mean, I managed to do that not every single day, of course, because you can't oblige other people to have meetings when you want and you know, if they're clients and so on and so forth, you've got to you've got to do what they want. Or your boss, basically, you've got to have meetings when he or she wants them. But if I have a choice, I try and limit them and, and push people to have meetings between those two hours. Because that means in the morning between nine o'clock and twelve o'clock, and in the afternoon between two o'clock and five o'clock, I've got two three hour blocks of time where I can really smash through Lots of projects which I need to get done. And one of these projects which I you know, get done is recording these podcasts. And that's going to be the test for the system, right? I mean, barring illness and family issues, <clears throat> I'm going to see if this new system which I'm working on helps me keep up the regular podcast issuing which I really want to do because I get so many emails from people who say to me, Mark, you know, where, what's happened, what's going on? We really appreciate your, your uh, podcasts. We use them so much. They've helped us. And, you know, I, I just haven't been able to do them the last couple of years. I've been just hasn't worked out. So let's see if this newfound, um, new or new refound system, which I'm using, helps me to achieve and get these podcasts done as well as running the other businesses which I've got and my family and everything else which I've got to do anyway. So it's a live test, as it were, of my ability to get more bloody organised. And if I do get more organised and I do become far more efficient, sorry, effective, I do get more things done. And all those things I'm getting done are all getting me towards my goals, my big goals I want to achieve. Then I'm going to be seen as being very effective, which is going to offset the lack of my Italian, which I have. And that could be the same for you guys as well. So listen, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I hope you found it useful. Let's see if I keep up um, 
the uh, the regularity of these podcasts in the future. Any questions, you just come onto our website, which is www.beingprofessionalenglish.com. You can write me an email. You go to LinkedIn. You can even got my telephone number there. You can call me. Please do. If I've got the time, <laughs> I'm very, very happy to, um, to try and help you out, which I've done in the past to lots of people. Thanks again. Speak to you soon.